David Glyn Miller, how are you? I'm very well, sir. Craig Andrew Rimmer, how are you? Yes, very well. Guys, welcome to episode five of the infamous Velocity podcast. Hope you guys are watching, listening, or whatever you're doing with this uh, are fit and well. Um, we are going to start today's podcast by just talking a little bit about our amazing lives. I yes. We've just come on the back of, a, of one of our workshops that we do. And David said a very poignant quote, which was, sometimes I look at my life and it's a little bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, to, to point that out to our audience and maybe see if you can expand on your boring life for everybody, Dave. Yes. Well, what a setup for, for episode five. I'm going to talk about my boring life. So um, I think it'll be a real achievement if people stay through this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, was a, there was a deeper point to it. And there are elements of my life, as we know, those of you who have followed our podcast, thousands of hundreds of thousands of you that have listened. And thank you very much to, to, to the first four. will understand that I am expecting my first child with my wife, Natalie, um, in any day now, really. I mean, it could happen literally during this podcast. I might have to cut this short. That would make an interesting one, wouldn't it? But no, so there's 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 cool stuff going on in my world. Um, but the point was that there comes a time in your life where you just have to knuckle down and you have to um, simplify your life to devote a lot of your time to your kind of main thing that you've got going on. And I guess I've got two. One is velocity, and you and I are um, committed and having a great time building this business together. And that's taken a lot of time and energy. And then my my family, my impending my, my the family that is is about to get a little bit bigger. And that's taking a lot of energy too. And there isn't much room for anything else right now. So that the, in, in that sense, it's boring because I'm not like, my life isn't particularly Instagrammable. It's, um, we were talking about delayed gratification, weren't we? And I think we're both massively in that camp at the moment. You know, it's the, we're doing the stuff that needs to be done right now that's going to get us where we know we're going to be going. And uh, yeah, if you're prepared to do that, you're probably going to do quite well for yourself. And you've got that uh, entrepreneurial mindset that you and I have been through a few times in our, 15 year careers. Um, and if you don't have that, then I think you're, you're in for a bit of a tough um, wake up call when it comes to uh, seeing how much success you're going to be able to get. And you might actually find that you're more of an employable person rather than uh, an entrepreneurial person. But, um, but yeah, I just thought I'd kick it off with that amazingly uh, exciting start. Um, so fill us in on the last seven days of your boring life, Dave. What have you been up to? Well, I think the, the highlight of my well it's not really it's a low light really of my weekend has to be that I stepped on a nail oh yeah you told me about that yeah I am um, so just do we're doing a lot of like domestic clearing stuff at the house and um, one of the, my little jobs last weekend was to clear some of the crap that we built up in the garden and run to the dump and um, some of that crap was pallets kind of collected some pallets from stuff that I delivered over the last year and um, so I was I was dismantling them to fit them in in the car and just pure accident, I took some boards apart, a rusty nail was left exposed and I stepped on it. It went up through the bottom of my trainer and into my foot. So it was not pleasant. Um, and I reacted pretty quick um, and kind of rested the length. But the frustrating thing, here's the story, right? Later that day, I realized that, oh, there's a tetanus thing that I need to be concerned about. And that that can be quite serious if you don't address it when you step on a rusty nail because of the, the infection that could happen. And I called 111. I spoke to a nurse and he said that um, he said, oh, yeah, um, you know, within it doesn't need to be right now. Like this was Saturday evening. I, I was speaking to him and said, so don't worry about going to the hospital. But if your leg falls off, you should probably pop it. <laughs> <laughs> but if your leg starts to feel a bit lit, no. 
Um, so he said, no, you don't want to go there tonight because you'll be queuing for ages. Like it'll be, it's busy on a Saturday night. Um, but go first thing in the morning, wake up, opens up at eight, the emergency thing. So head down there at eight and you'll, you'll get seen to. Anyway, so I get my 38 weeks pregnant wife out of bed at half past seven in the morning on Sunday <laughs> and she takes me down to the hospital and I hobble in, wait around for half an hour to, to kind of register, another 20 minutes to wait to be seen by the nurse. And just uh, pretty much an hour in, I walk into the uh, hobble. I don't. I definitely don't walk. I hobble into the nurse's uh, nurse's office, and she looks at me and says, "How can I help you?" I said, "Well, I told her about the tetanus and the, and the nail," and she said, um, "Oh, well, you don't need a tetanus booster. You're covered." I said, "Excuse me." I said, "What?" Um, and she and the person on the on the line said that I needed a booster because that was the that was the thing. And when she said, "I already I had already had five boost five injections in my life," which meant I'm covered for life. So she said, what can I do for you? I said, well, now have a look at it. She looked at it and said, yeah, it's fine. And I walked out, I hobbled out. Wow. So that was a, a bloody waste of time, to be honest. Um, and that was kind of the, the low light of my weekend. Nice. Sounds like a real humdinger, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. But it's, it's healing pretty quick. So, yeah, we're all right. Good, good. Well, for me, um, not that anyone's asking, but I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask, mate, to be honest. I'm going to bloody well tell you. Um, so what did we do? Saturday, um, I had the kids. My wife is a bridesmaid for, um, for one of her good friends. So she went off to do a dress fitting. I had the kids. We had an awesome day. We went to the, just like proper daddy kid times. And nice. um, yeah, really, really good fun. Um, nothing sort of over the top. We had a picnic in the back garden. You know, we went and played football. We went to the park. My daughter goes to a drama class. So while she was there, I took my boy for a coffee and we had a chat about politics no, no. Um, <laughs> getting him getting him uh, clued up early nurtured on politics um and um and then on sunday we went up to sort of birmingham way to see my sister-in-law who's just had um her second child so my my first niece um she's given me a nephew now she's given me a niece and um yeah amazing little nora uh literally fitted in in my hand and led across my forearm just the most beautiful little girl and um, amazing. Every time I see a, a baby of that size, it always brings me back to, you know, when, when I had my kids and you kind of forget how tiny they start and how vulnerable they are. Um, and sorry to um, annoy you, Dave, with what you've got coming up, but with how dependable they are, just completely dependable on you. They, they can breathe and they can poo and that's about it. And uh, you got to do everything else for them. Um, so yeah, funny watching uh, watching that process, having gone through it twice myself, um, and also thinking about you as well, buddy, and thinking that you know probably the next, well, not probably it will be the next new baby that I hold uh, in my hands is going to be is going to be yours. So um, so yeah, that was my weekend. It was pretty cool. Um, we've had a, an exciting start to the week this week. Onboarded a few more uh, amazing coaches into our program. Um, one into our Velocity Plus program and a few others into our main program, which is Epic. Um, getting some amazing uh, results right now, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had a, a couple of great, great wins um, in the group. We had um, kind of Adam, who um, was, we, when he first joined, like, he was in a bad place in terms of where he was. Like his facility was not conducive to growing a business. And a lot of trainers that we speak to, are just they're not physically, geographically in the right place. And that's the first thing that we have to address for some people. And like, we need to get you out of there. And sometimes it means like a clean break and a fresh start. Sometimes it means um, helping them with the transition, but that's what Adam's going through. Um, and he's doing great now. He's building up in his new facility and he's loving it. 
And then Abby, Abby crushed her first promotion, didn't she? She got like 16 new clients in the first couple of months, which was amazing. And, and then shouting out this week to, to James, uh, James on the program, he, he hits big, he's like highest ever month in revenue, six and a half K and running one-to-one in groups. So yeah, he, we're going to be shouting out to him this week as well. Yeah. Such an awesome, um, such an awesome feeling to be able to have all of these people in our group and working through our program, following our roadmap and seeing, um, you know, all of these wins in an industry where 90% of uh, personal trainers are failing right now. Um, you know, if you're, if you're velocitized, then you are Ooh, in, a, like yeah, it's nice that, wasn't it? Um, you're in a, you're in a nice strong position. So yeah, really enjoyable week um, at work as well, but we don't want to talk about work too much on this podcast. So um what else are we going to talk about? Well, <laughs> yeah. well that, that's the thing. Well, we're going to, um, one thing we are going to talk about, and this is obviously in respect of our work, but those, those listening, um, last week we covered, um, we kind of want to get on this podcast, give you an insight into what we're teaching inside Velocity, what's on our mind and what we're creating as resources for our guys and share, sharing some of that with you. Yeah. Um, and what, one of the, okay, here's the, here's the intro to, to this thing. Um, when you're one of the biggest game changing mindset shifts that, that we noticed in ourselves and we help others, other trainers make is when you move from delivering like PT sessions to delivering and offering a personal training service that people pay for and opt into. And, and the, the, one of the practical shifts is that rather than just focusing everything around the session that you deliver, you actually have other stuff that you offer as part of that service and you sell it as a package. And one of those things is a community. And the community that we're, we're kind of teaching on in, in, the, um, in the program this week was, um, was about how do we build a really successful, interactive, um, um, uh, really strong uh, connection inside a Facebook group amongst all your clients. And we, we put together a workshop for that, which um, I think was a, pretty much a smash hit, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really good. And there's a few other people that have done it, um, have kind of followed the workbook and got it all set up and running. And they're really happy with it um, that I've spoken to over the last week. Um, and yeah, such an, such an important part of, of something that, we, that is called internal marketing. Mm. And, um, you know, everybody knows what external marketing is. This is how you basically find leads and you, you know, nurture them and convert them and, and bring them into your business. But once they're there, you need a way of keeping them engaged. You need a way of checking that everybody's happy. You need a way of highlighting people's progress. You need ways of educating people. And you need, as your business grows and the numbers grow, you need um, a, a systematic approach to being able to reach out to all these people en masse and not have to do everything so manually. So there's so many, it's like a win-win thing, isn't it? This, this Facebook group, because so many amazing things that your clients will get from it. And it really does add to your whole service, but it also makes your life easier once you've created it. It's a really nice system that allows you to work with many people, but have a profound effect on them individually. Mm. Yeah, and we took there's a few principles around a successful group that we spoke to, and one of them is show up. And yeah. I think a lot of people, the misconception is that you create the group, like you go on Facebook and you hit create group and you you brand it and you add some clients in and you put some stuff inside, and then you think, like you look at it two weeks later and you're like, What why is no one talking? Like why why is no one engaging? Why why is there no interaction in this group? Yeah, and so actually, I, I, that, my clients, my clients don't need it. You know, my clients don't use that. They don't want that. So, no, they, they don't want it because they don't, they don't comment. So they clearly don't want it. They don't need it. No. And, and, and what we, what we were um, breaking down for our coaches is how 
we take that moment of inception of a group where nothing's happening and we, we fast forward to a time where you've got a lot of people interacting, contributing, sharing, um, acknowledging and, and, and appreciating other people. So it's like a lot, a lot of stuff is happening without you, but actually there's a process that you've got to go through to get to that place. You've got to work it, you've got to earn it. Um, and there are, there are specific things that you can do. So that, that was one of the big, the big things for me that we had to, we had to communicate. And I know what's on the, um, the lips of everybody watching this right now, which is Craig, David, do you not have your own private Facebook group for your Velocity members? And the answer is yes. Yes, we do. But um, you, have, you can't access that because you're not a member right now. So mm. you've, got two, you've got two options. Come and work with us. Or number two, join our free Facebook group, which is called Profitable Personal Trainers. So there's a plug for what, you. What a plug. That was, a, that was like radio, radio standard plug that was. That was good. Your voice actually changed. <laughs> so pro, I'm going to go there again. Profitable personal trainers. If you jump in there, you can join for free um, if you're a personal trainer. And we give a boatload of information away and we will help you build your business for free. So search that, um, join us and we'll give you some free value. And that's another part of um, Facebook that you should be looking to bring in for your own business as well. So you have like a private group for your um, for your paying members. And then you have a free group where you can nurture and build leads from there. But yeah, it was a really good, um, a really good workshop and something that we know our members are going to get a lot from. It's going to allow them to retain clients better, put their prices up, deliver a better service. And therefore they've got kind of more to sell, haven't they? When they, you know, when they're talking to somebody, they can showcase this group and all of the benefits that come from it. And they're also going to save, save you time because once you use it to, to, um, to house resources um, and answer questions, and it's like you'll find that, yeah, you can put stuff in there that people can go to and access, which like, once you create a resource for one person, the chances that someone else is going to need that same resource is pretty high. So it saves you time when you can just say, check it out in a Facebook group, and then they go in there and they find it rather than you having to talk to that person one-to-one. The other beauty that we find is that when your clients answer questions that other clients ask yeah and you, people want to contribute like once you get this kind of um community like feeling and connection between your clients that actually people want to help each other out because they're, they're all in the same boat so that that's uh that's another game changer yeah absolutely the, the other thing maybe to finish up on this um that's powerful about the group is when you're we we, we gave a, a big list of various different things that you need to do um and how to schedule it how to timetable it if you're going to make this group really sing really make it work. Um, and one of them is about um, showcasing. So making sure that, you know, once a week or once every couple of weeks, you highlight someone from your personal training business that's done really well. You know, they might have lost a substantial amount of weight or built up confidence to go into the freeway area or, you know, climbed Kilimanjaro. I don't know, whatever it is. But the idea is, is that you showcase them in the group and everybody else in the group sees somebody else winning that's in your program. And if they're not winning right now, it allows them to see that your product, your services, and the quality of what you do is bringing great results to people that are engaging. And so they reach out to that person and they say, hey, Caroline, how did you lose six pounds in the last two weeks? And Caroline says to Jeanette, Jeanette, I just did what David told me to do. Um, and that massively strengthens your attention from someone that was potentially on the fence of thinking, you know, am I doing the right thing working with this person?
Yeah, it's uh, it's so so powerful. But again, it takes time to build, and it doesn't just happen spontaneously. So you've really got to work at it. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up this little session with an interesting fact, and I'm going to go first. And my fact comes from it might be something that some of you already know, but um, Natalie and I, my wife and I, we sat down and watched the Wayne Rooney documentary on Netflix. I don't know if this is a new thing, but we spotted it on there. We were, didn't have anything to watch together. We thought, oh, let's, let's work our way through it. And it took me back. It took me back to when Wayne Rooney broke onto the scene. I don't know if you remember. And it was like, we were like, we were kind of frustrated, frustrated with the England team because we was like, we haven't won anything. And we got like, Euro 96 team, like we were getting close. No change there. Carry on. <laughs> well, that's it. No change there. <laughs> we're actually going to use, use England as an example, aren't we? Your yeah. suggestion, like, boy, we've got a, a coaching point in an upcoming workshop we're delivering. And it was about like unfulfilled potential. We thought, I know, perfect metaphor for that is the England football team. 100%. Anyway, yeah, we, we watched this thing and it took me back. It was amazing. And what he did, like when he first, like he came in his first game for Everton, um, it was against Arsenal at their kind of peak powers. And Arsenal were on a 30, um, 30 game unbeaten run and they were on track to go ahead and win the league. And Rooney came on with 10 minutes to go. And he scored an absolute worldie from about 30 yards, if you remember. And he, was, he became the youngest ever player to score a Premier League goal. And I think he still is. I think he, I think he still holds that record. But yeah, it just took me back to how amazing when he was back then, because now you just think, oh, he's just managing Derby and he's kind of, he's a has-been now. Well, two things. Number one, <laughs> that, that makes me feel very old now, because yeah. I really do remember that. And now I've just got an image in my head of him managing Derby, looking rather kind of uh, wrinkly, bearded and not in shape. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Thanks for that. Um, and yeah, pleasure. Anytime. The second thing is, so what's the actual fact? He was he, the youngest, youngest um, person ever to score a Premier League goal. Okay, and that, but you, you think that's still the case? Well, I, I mean, it's I'm on the website. I mean, God, there's a fucking inquisition here. <laughs> on the website that I went to, it's, it still says he's the youngest goal scorer, but it's not. There's no like official place. I'm not like on the records like from premier league so i didn't i didn't check it i'll have it ready for tomorrow all right you didn't yeah just you didn't convince me with that but we'll go with it for now i'll see if i can uh, if i prove you wrong i'll bring it to the next episode all right fine okay so here's mine um slightly less backstory but um as you guys may have listened last week i've just come back from holiday so um i'm trying to um your bloody holiday sorry yeah did i say that i've been on holiday and i'm going again no um Yes, so I'm trying to lose weight at the moment because um, me and Dave both play squash and I played against a guy um, against Bristol University last week and I swear he was about five stone and um, he just moved around so well and I was sweating after the warm-up and uh, this guy was like barely breathing heavy. He beat me 3-1 and it was embarrassing. So um, I'm trying to lose a few pounds and so I came across this and I thought, oh, this could be interesting. I don't know if you know this, Dave, but there is a fruit that tastes like chocolate pudding. Oh, what is it? It's called the, um, it's from, let me, let me go through it. Okay. Apparently. <laughs> okay. It's like, you can't start off an interesting fact with apparently. <laughs> That's a total contradiction. Apparently. There's a fruit native to Central and South America. Oh, this is bollocks. <laughs> this is worse than mine. Called the black sapote, or sapote. Let's go sapote. That tastes my mate Dave told his brother. <laughs> that tastes like chocolate and sweet custard. Now, I want that to be true so much that I'm going to say that's a fact. 
<laughs> okay, so you you read an article that said apparently it is, and you've decided that it's now a fact. That's my what, fact. What is this? What is this podcast coming to? It's the okay. The fact part is probably not the best researched element of work we've ever done. Would you agree? Probably not. That's fair. No, but what we talk about about personal training and build your business that's pretty that's pretty legit. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right. Well, anyway, that's a lovely note uh, on which to round up this podcast, my friend. Thank you for your time. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. And you mate, make sure you get back to that nice boring week. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, catching up with you guys all next week at the Velocity Podcast. Thank you very much.